right, y'all, this is the interview with Nicole Johnson. Make sure y'all check it out. Also, you can subscribe as well and help keep the platform going. Spend a lot of time, energy, money into interviewing people. Also, driving to locations to interview people as well, along with the equipment and the editing, everything that's behind the scenes. Uh, so, appreciate everybody, you know, listening to the interviews. And if you want to, you can also follow the page on Facebook, Bank Out Radio Show, and also on YouTube, Bank Out Radio Show as well. Hey, hey, is this thing on? Oh, it is. Nah, I'm just playing with y'all. Hey, what's up, y'all? I want y'all to check out The Pretty Fix, where beauty fiends get a daily dose. Now, ain't that a dope slogan? I'm talking about they have 3D luxury mink lashes, vegan lip gloss, and lipsticks. You get custom eye palettes. Get quality products and custom packaging. That's The Pretty Fix. You can find it on Facebook, The Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-Y-F-I-X-X, or you can hit up the Instagram page, The underscore Pretty Fix, F-I-X-X. Or you can hit up my girl, Tina Char. She's been doing her thing. Like, go and look at those reviews and check out those Instagram posts. That's The Pretty Fix, where beauty things get a daily dose. Hey, hey, look at me, I did it. Hey. All right, y'all. We have another episode for y'all. This time being brought to you through Zoom, uh, courtesy of Mr. Cole Johnson, who is CEO of BNB uh, Business Services. How you doing, Nicole? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for, uh, first of all, thanks for setting up the Zoom for me. No um, problem. You know, I'm a newcomer to Zoom. My wife uses it all the time because she's in a doctoral program. <clears throat> I'm used to like Google Hangout and Facebook Live and just, <clears throat> excuse me, doing interviews in person on site. But, you know, you're in a whole other state away. <laughs> <laughs> Different time zone uh, as well. Technology has brought about beautiful things. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do, I wanted to focus on uh, just interviewing people and highlighting uh, businesses, especially black businesses in our community. One, because I feel that we don't get uh, enough exposure. Um, and there's not enough uh, mediums out there to really you know, nurture and just help bring about awareness. Because, you know, I know all about the marketing, I have a degree in marketing. Um, I know how hard it is to push and to concentrate on your business as well. So yeah. for everybody who's going to watch the video, uh, give us a little background as far as why you got into, uh, one, being an entrepreneur, but then why you decided to open up B&B Business Services. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my entrepreneurial spirit started um, out of a necessity. Uh, several, ooh, more than a decade ago, my son is now 20, so when he was three, we were involved in a house fire and oh, wow. that, you know, we, everybody pulled out, pulled fine, but the aftermath was the challenging part. Um, and I got caught with what I say without a plan B. So uh, I was off work for six to eight weeks going through the medical treatment with my son. Um, I worked at a privately held collection agency at that time. So that's where I got my start in the financial services. But when I returned to work, my son was still receiving treatment, going back and forth to the hospital, but I had to go back to work. 
Mm-hmm. And so since the company was privately held, I had a note on my desk to come see the owners and say, you know, they want to check on me and all of that. That was great. That was that, that personal touch. And I go to the office and I walk across this warehouse floor, right? So I get to mm-hmm. the owner's office and the secretary says, oh, I'm, we're so glad to have you back. We're glad everybody's okay. But you're going to have to come back next week because they're on vacation in Hawaii. Okay. So I walk back across this warehouse floor and now I'm starting to get mad because you hear these people taking these payments and making money for the company. The owners are on vacation in Hawaii and I want to be with my son. Mm-hmm. My son needs his mother. I need to be with my son. And I get more and more angry, but I'm not angry with them. Mm-hmm. I'm angry with myself because I got caught without a plan B. I wasn't in a position where I was working and taking care of myself and making my my plan to be able to be with my son when I needed to be. So um, about three weeks later, I resigned. I resigned, I went back to school so that I could mm-hmm. finish my education. And that was just the beginning of being able to tap into that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, fast forward, then I went mm-hmm. through, um, now I work for the government, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just telling people today, in the last 10 years, this we're facing our fourth furlough. Yeah. So this time last year, I was protected because we had a full budget. But imagine the people who had a three-month uh, time period where they did not have any income. And so that really was a spark for me. But in 2017, let me go back a little bit. In 2017, I launched a virtual call center. Mm-hmm. I did it to be able to give my daughter... Um, a way to make money without working on a job. Uh, because if I tell people a job keeps you just over broke, that's all it's good for. (laughs) (laughs) And in today's society, it can be considered a jab depending on where you work, keeping you just at broke. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted her to experience something else without being caught um, stuck in a minimum wage position. And so what I did was I took that opportunity and I expanded to the people who I was teaching how to buy a home. Because their biggest issue was being able to um, was being able to bring income into the house, and, and for me, when I look at getting a part time job, that's even a bigger expense because most of the money that you earn is spent driving to the part time job, the food at the part time job, and if you have children, you're paying a babysitter. You mm-hmm. very much may be upside down. So I started showing them how to work from home without the expense of getting a job. So that was actually uh, on December 3rd was my two year anniversary of my two year anniversary of launching that call center. So now my passion has become to not only show people how to create that stream of income from home, but now actually move into a booming and thriving industry, the medical industry, Mm -hmm. where they can actually help physicians become more profitable. A lot of people seem to get intimidated by that. But I'll tell them doctors are people who have run a business who need help. So um, this is really an avenue for me that really was something that I could do for myself. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, as a single mom, as a black female, I didn't want to just keep it to myself. I have been blessed and fortunate uh, throughout my life. God has really protected me um, and provided for me. So I feel that it's my responsibility to share those blessings with other people. So that's why I create business owners. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I love that. Um, you, you touched on a lot of different stuff. One, I can definitely uh, understand 
where the selling point of teaching doctors how to run their businesses. Um, I've worked with uh, not doctors, but uh, mental health personnel since 2006, 2005. And uh, one of my first uh, part-time jobs before I graduated college, uh, it was a private practice. Uh, he was doing it. He was uh, it was a part-time private practice. Mm-hmm. And he was using it as supplemental income, but he kept bringing people into the organization. Hey, hey, is this thing on? Oh, it is. No, I'm just playing with y'all. Hey, what's up, y'all? I want y'all to check out The Pretty Fix, where beauty fiends get a daily dose. Now, ain't that a dope slogan? I'm talking about they have 3D luxury milk lashes, vegan lip gloss, and lipsticks. You can get custom eye palettes. Get quality products and custom packaging. That's the Pretty Fix. You can find it on Facebook, The Pretty, P-R-E-T-T-Y-F-I-X-X, or you can hit up the Instagram page, The underscore Pretty Fix, F-I-X-X. Or you can hit up my girl, Tina Char. She's been doing her thing. Like, go and look at those reviews and check out those Instagram posts. That's the pretty fix where beauty things get a daily dose. When I win, hey, look at me, I did it. And my thing was that you know you don't do that if you want the organization to grow because people come with their ideas and ambitions and want to see something grow. <clears throat> so I think the year I got there, he did like forty-five thousand. The following year, he did like eighty-eight, and that was mm-hmm. due to my efforts. And one reducing his uh, uh, cost um, that he was incurring every month. Okay. Holding debt <laughs> with clients. Right. Then um, two also reaching out and um, finding other alternative ways to get paid instead of just relying on the particular one client. Like, we do business to business uh, revenue, and that's a whole lot better. I definitely get that, and they're needed because most doctors <clears throat> actually. A lot of professionals with those uh, service type jobs, like doctors, lawyers, all them. I've talked to them. From my understanding, they're not uh, taught one how to run a private practice. That's it right there. That is it. If you ever pull up, a, go to a medical website and see what mm-hmm. the course curriculum is. There's nothing in there that talks about business. Exactly. They're, and I'm they're like, learning how to treat patients, how to write prescriptions, mm-hmm. how to do diagnosis, uh, balance the checkbook they might be struggling with. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, um, how to actually manage the practice. Exactly. They're not taught. They're no, not they're taught. Not. So, and they can't teach anyone else really under like tutelage or mentorship because they're so caught up in it. I'm like, they're working 40, 60, whatever hours. Now, they're working for themselves, but at the same time, they just don't have the capacity to do it. So I think that whole way of the education system, like I've told people, like these master programs and these programs that are designed for people to go through three to 12 years or whatever, need to have a portion of it rededicated to us actually for ones who want to pursue private practice and entrepreneurship instead of just working under uh, someone else. Um, but no, I, I love what you're doing. Um, I think it's, it's, it's great and it's needed. Especially for those, because I get it all the time, a full-time entrepreneur, um, and your date, that uh, your quit date, that was my same quit date uh, for my job uh, back in 2013. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's wow. been six years. I've been full-time entrepreneur. That's um, wonderful. That is yeah, wonderful. And my kids never, they have not missed a beat. I started, I think what I could, I had, what, five or six. Now we have eight. So I have a whole uh, team. All the way from a 16-year-old in high school all the way down to a, a three-year-old. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but them getting to see stuff like the first half saw me work and then transitioning to full-time entrepreneurship. The second set, the other four, they never seen me like work anywhere else besides doing things that I do. So doing the podcast, helping run the private practice that we have, um, doing a digital radio show, shooting other content and hosting events, all sorts of just different stuff. I like to do a lot of creative stuff, working with a lot of different artists, but um, always passionate about business. So that's why I, this particular platform, I expanded it way beyond just artists because there are a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of wannabe entrepreneurs or even part-time entrepreneurs who want to transition into full-time status. And that is really a hard uh, thing to get people to do. Because mm -hmm. um, I work a nine to five mm -hmm. and I run a business mm -hmm. and the, the, the child rearing part is over. Uh, they're 24 yeah. and 20 now. But um, when I first started off, because you mentioned 2013, that was the year um, my son went from middle school to high school. My daughter went from high school to college. Mm -hmm. And then that in October of 2013, I got my master's degree. And in December of 2013, I got my law degree. Oh, wow. So people do ask me, well, you know, you still work. So how can you teach me how to work from home? If I can juggle all of those, plus mm -hmm. raise children, mm -hmm. and still find time to eat, sleep, and every once in a while, I guarantee you, I can show you how to do it because it was, it's a matter of mastering the time management. Mm -hmm. But I think for what I'm running into now is that people see that they, they want to, you know, people want to shift. They can't change their mindset from that employee to the entrepreneur. Um, it's a great point. I had, they re, it's really, a, and that's why I spent a lot of time talking to people in my program about mindset change. Um, when I went, when I started this at the beginning of the year, as far as touching onto the medical industry, um, people, the, the enrollments were slow because mm -hmm. people are really afraid to make that change. And I really did have a young lady say, um, you know, I, I need the, I need the consistency with the, with the paycheck every two weeks. I said, do you realize that you can come in at eight o'clock and be fired by eight 30? It, there's no, cause the jobs are not loyal. Okay. Yeah. They just are not loyal. Mm -hmm. And so it really is um, a matter of showing people. So what I did when I started talking to people uh, in September, I held a huge webinar on the 10 year anniversary of my of purchasing my first home. So nine, nine Oh nine. Um, I enrolled 25 women into mm -hmm. the program and the shift that they had to go through. And some of our still going through they're like, at this point, you know, my children are getting older. My parents are getting older because what I made them do was the connection of their goals with their income. Mm -hmm. And that was a very hard pill for them to swallow because they have goals like my parents are older. They're on more medication. I need to be able to have a home big enough for us. I need to be able to make sure mom and dad are taken care of. I've got a disabled child. 
uh, different disabled spouse. So the price tags keep going up on these goals, but your income is at $30,000, $50,000 a year. You do know that one medical procedure can wipe out your annual salary, right? Mm -hmm. So let's start shifting the income. Don't bring your goals down. Bring your income up. Mm -hmm. And so when we, those ladies who enrolled, some of them are still scared. Don't get me wrong. But they're like, if I don't do this now, when will I do it? And that's what I keep telling them. We're getting older each year. My knee reminds me, hey, you ain't as young as you used to be. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be out there doing the twerk with these little young girls. Mm -hmm. So I really have to show them. So what was what is amazing for me is what I'm doing with the beta tester. That's what I call them. Mm -hmm. We have laid a plan out together, right? So several of them work in the same government agency with me. And our goal is to be able to tell 2020, we all fire our boss at the same time. So okay. we're putting the steps in place to plan. So this is not them being told what to do. We're doing this together. So yeah. I'm really having an amazing journey with them. So in January, we're going to be launching another challenge. And it's actually a free challenge for people to be able to come and find out how to shift that mindset so that mm -hmm. they can now start going from employee to entrepreneur. So when you started this entrepreneur journey, um, what was the feedback or, um, you know, that you received from family, friends, coworkers, peers, you know, cause like we said, there are some who uh, want to jump into it, but due to fear mindset, um, I think that's what it is. I'm exposed to a lot. A lot of people are just fearful of the unknown, but like you said, you can be fired from your job the day you show up. Day you, you don't know when they're going to fire you, and the fact that they're not loyal. And but I think people get that confused. I'm like, this isn't the 1950s, 1960s anymore. Uh, businesses is always changing, and at the end of the day, um, they're always going to look at in their own best interests. That's right. Exactly. Um, what I had to do. My, the original feedback I got was, you know, this sounds great. I really want to, but mm -hmm. when you start talking about making an investment in, in, in uh, an, an opportunity, well, why I got to pay to work? Um, I'm sorry. This is not paying to work. This is me. This is you investing in yourself to have access to a platform that allows you to work for you. Mm -hmm. And so I was really running into that. I don't think I should have to pay to work. And at first, honestly, I used to get really angry about it because it's like, where is, what is your thought process? A mm -hmm. company, I'm a company. Mm -hmm. This company, Nabisco, IBM, all of those companies have expenses. Mm -hmm. And the difference is, is that I'm a solopreneur mm -hmm. and I can't take on the same expenses but let me show you how to make an investment and then get a return on your investment. So, but that what I then I invested in a business coach. That was the best thing I could have ever done for myself because I invested in a coach who had been where I was as far as working a job. And then six months later, after she really put her program together, walked off her job. Yeah. And a lot of what she taught me was about my mindset and knowing and understanding that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Yeah, and so when I, right. when, when I started thinking like that, 
Mm-hmm. I really am at a point in my in my business where I can address. I can actually just ha- I can have a room of fifty people. Mm-hmm. As long as I give those fifty people my best, I'm not hung up on the outcome of what they do was best for them. Mm-hmm. So when I shifted that, it really st- I really start attracting more of the people who were like, you know what, if she's doing it, I'm gonna follow what she does. Mm-hmm. Okay, because where I am is not where I want to be and it's not getting me to my goals. Because I would ask them, if you do the same thing that got you where you are now, where are you going to be next year? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And if you're miserable and unhappy now, imagine being in that same place this time next year. So I do understand, I recognize that everybody is not ready. And mm-hmm. for those that are not ready, I want you to sit and watch. And when you're ready, reach out. I'm always going to be here. But if you're not ready and this is just isn't for you, that's okay. Tell a friend about me. Exactly. So I had to just do the shifting of what my process was and what my outcome was. My outcome is to the exposure. Mm-hmm. This re- it really is about the exposure because those who are ready are going to take on. And it's the same with the same with you, I would assume. Um, yes, it is because I talk to a lot of different people, a lot of different industries, and because I do so much. And the interesting thing is that with me, one of my businesses, I only work it part time, but I'm paid like a full time person. Oh, that's so wonderful. I have the <laughs> I have the benefit of drawing that salary, but then also having time as well. And that's why I tell people time is the money is you can make money, you can lose money, you can make it again. You can't get back the time. Time is more valuable than money to me. And what I choose to spend with it um, is how I want it being spent. Um, But yeah, I I, I get that a lot. I I, I feel your frustration with that. Um, I was like that when I I, uh, first started my first business, right before I graduated college. And I was so gun-ho for wanting people to be an entrepreneur that I was like overdoing stuff. And that was like, <laughs> yeah, we, I think we all go through it because we, our minds click and it goes into a different gear, but we want, we want everybody to win. We want everybody to reach their goals and just live the life that they feel that they can live. Um, but like you said, we have to learn that entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Um, and everybody's not ready for it. But the interesting thing about that though, is that I came across a recent um, study and it was talking about the millennials now um, with the baby boomers retiring and requiring more uh, assistance from like Social Security, whatever the case may be, the jobs being replaced and them, the ones not retiring who are staying on because they cannot financially uh, afford to retire at that particular time, the retirement age, the ones, the young workforce who are getting jobs, excuse me, they're not getting the jobs with the salary for the experienced worker, they're getting it with the lower paid worker. But if you account expenses have rose uh, exponentially over the course of the last few decades, like college tuition is crazy nowadays. So you're not going for a particular area of study that requires that particular degree, then you should, you can weigh your options and not even go. And that's coming from a college graduate. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and and that is really um 
that is it's hard to get people to understand that like the millennials have a different perspective right mm-hmm. and is 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 hard to for me as what they call a gen xer um mm-hmm. it's hard to sometimes connect with those with the millennials um to for their their skills and talents but then there's a website out here that um is got a lot of individuals who are gen her who are millennials who want to do that. So it's, it's when you find the ones who really want to try to, you know, get into the workforce, but be entrepreneurs, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. But then you have those that are like the entitled ones, the ones that I really have to stay away from, yeah. you know, because they, they, you know, it's a majority of them, but mm-hmm. you know, my child is a millennial and in the technology piece, I'm like, baby, your thumb's going to fall off. Just put that down. But we, you know, we, the, the young, the, the young are supposed to learn from the old. That's what they say. I don't know about that. I'll mm. let you know when I get old. <laughs> old, I'll old is a mindset. I'll let, exactly. But this Nikki reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to run into those kids with the ambition to uh, create um, some work from home opportunities, some self-employment opportunities, and then I'm really doing it. So I really do appreciate them and love, uh, you know, running into them. But mindset is so important on this journey. It is because, um, you know, there are days when, when the bank account don't have a deposit, what's mm-hmm. the plan then, you know? Um, and then on the flip side is my grandmother used to tell me when she was growing up, well, Nikki, Grandma might not gonna be able to get that for you. I'm on a fixed income. Well, at seven, eight, nine years old, I didn't understand what that meant. So when I got a job, I like grandma. Everybody on a fixed income, I get the same amount of pay, working the same amount of hours every week, every other week, whatever the pay was. So you know, everybody's on a fixed income. But I asked. Um, I made a post in my community group, and that is really where I pull the people who enroll in my program. It's from my community group on social media. And I asked them, what is it that you want to be free of? Because I don't do this just for the money. I do this for the freedom. Mm -hmm. I do this because I don't want my supervisor to be able to tell me I can't go on vacation. Mm -hmm. No, Nicole, we need to have so many people in the office. I don't care about that. I don't want to hear. I don't want to have to say, you know what, I, I need a personal health day today. Well, no, you know, you don't have any sick time. So, you know, when you had that knee surgery, you got to be advanced. You got to come on to work. So the, I want to remove the limitations from my life Mm -hmm. and I can't do that at a job, but my income has to be able to support my lifestyle. So I had a switch of going back to my coach, giving me a new mindset direction. I was that employee that people ask, you know, Hey, can you help out? Can you pitch in? Here's some extra work we need you to do because so-and-so over there is not doing their work. Wait a minute. What you mean not doing their work? Okay. It's for the claimants. Let's get the work done. But now when I leave the office, I feel like I've done 15 hours and I'm exhausted and I don't have time for me. So guess what Mm -hmm. she told me? She said, stop being the MVP Mm -hmm. and be the MVP. Stop being the most most valuable player and be the minimal viable producer. Mm -hmm. You do just enough to get through your eight hours and meet that three rating and you save that extra energy for the business that you create for your legacy. Exactly. That mindset shift, and you're already there. So I'm coming after you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm walking in your footsteps. Hey, so it has been. It's still an amazing journey. It, it really it's is. Very, uh, like you said, it's very. 
it's, it's a little word to scramble because the day I called and quit my job, like one day. Did you say you called and quit your job? Well, actually, I, I didn't call them. They called me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so liberating. But like you said, the mindset, and if people will have that mindset and you tune into it, then there's nothing that can stop you. So as far as uh, some of the programs you can take people through, um, I guess, which ones have been the ones that uh, have enrolled the most people or what type of programs? So over the two years, the call centers have had mm-hmm. about more than 100 people come through, mm-hmm. right? That's where they actually wear a headset. They take inbound calls for donations for um, a nonprofit organizations, another platform. They were doing uh, inbound calls for fast food restaurants. So they're just processing the orders. Mm-hmm. The medical industry, mm-hmm. that has been the most involved enrollment and the most rewarding for me personally and from what I see from the participants. They range in, um, I think the youngest is probably in her mid-30s, and mm-hmm. my oldest one is five years out from retirement. So mm-hmm. this business is her retirement plan because, as I say, nobody wants to retire and go be the Walmart greeter. Nothing against yeah. Walmart, but I'm not trying to go and say, hey, welcome to Walmart. No, that's not what I want to do when I've left a full-time job. So her plan is to implement this program for the next three to five years so that by the time she retires, she's got money to supplement her income, then replace that income. So this has been the most rewarding for me because entrepreneur is not, entrepreneurship is not for everybody mm-hmm. and it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. So it really does take somebody who's going to be steadfast, who's going to be dedicated and I'm as dedicated to my goals as my enrollees are. But I tell you, I, if we had time, I can tell you some stuff that said, whew, wait a minute, Lord. I, 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 you, didn't tell my coach, you didn't tell me this part. Yeah. So, you know, that's another aspect um, of business that inside the program, I share the failures that have come along with being an entrepreneur, the disappointments mm-hmm. that have come along with it. But the one thing I can say that anybody who's considering the journey of entrepreneurship in a tight circle, yeah. in a circle of people that where you aren't the smartest bulb in the bunch, meaning they are where you want to be, learn and glean from them because their encouragement and motivation will keep you going. And when you don't, my coach taps on my inbox all the time, uh, ma'am, what are you doing? I haven't seen you. Oh, okay. So she mm-hmm. keeps it. She stays on me. So a tight knit, and then when I when I start to disappear because I'm human and I got to pull back to take care of me, somebody's checking on me. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen you in two days. What's going on? Oh, well, I'm working on this. Then I've got my accountability partner. So I'm working on this. I'm working on that. She's making sure I'm staying on track. But if they haven't seen me doing anything on social media in two days, somebody is after me to say, hey, what's going on? And there have been times when I needed a shoulder and an ear so mm-hmm. that tight-knit cir- circle of other entrepreneurs, because sometimes employees can't understand your journey. Yeah. Family members don't understand your journey. And that's one of the things, especially as women, we don't understand when our family and friends don't support us. I have had more success and involvement from people that I don't know than family and friends. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't look to my family and friends to support other than to tell somebody about me. I don't look for them to do financial investments. 
I don't look for them to do uh, get involved because sometimes you don't want to work with your family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> be honest. But when it comes to the support, I have a few of them that have been extremely supportive, but I don't look for them to be supportive or encouraging. I find other people who have walked my road. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who have really supported me. Definitely, I definitely get that. Um, I, I have that conversation a lot with a lot of people um, as to why and you know do they need the support and all that. And you know everybody's view uh, take on that or perspective is different. Um, I feel that people should support just because um, if you support your family or friends and what they're doing, they can then eventually either hire you when those people lay you off. So now that is true. <laughs> but they don't always see it that way. Um, I have a cousin who has um, a, she she enrolled in one of my ventures, um, and she realized that it wasn't for her, but it led her to what her passion was. Exactly. And so, even to this day, I, you know, I actually just left home for the holidays, and over there, I said, "Hey, we need a plan. We need to know about you. I need to know about your social media." And so, I'm keeping up with her, even mm-hmm. though she's not as far along on her journey. But I'm her support system. And that, yeah, that yeah. I, and I'll tell you, I had a coach mm-hmm. that really asked me a question that really, it brought me to tears. I can say it now without crying, but it brought me mm-hmm. to tears. Um, as, as women business owners, we, we mm-hmm. look to what is the, what's the passion and or the pain that drives your business. And so for me, I don't want another woman in this world to be caught without a plan B. That lack of security, that mm-hmm. falling on my face, that that alone feeling that I had when I didn't have that plan B, I don't want anybody else to experience that. So I want to create those business owners so when that job fires them or they fire that job, they're mm-hmm. secure. Exactly. You know, when that relationship falls apart, they're secure. When the when the world is falling apart, they are secure. So that's my objective. Okay. So uh, for everybody out there who's uh, interested in, uh, you know, change some supplemental income or a plan in motion to be able to fire their job, where can they uh, get more information at or where they need to contact you at? So the best contact is uh, anybody that's on social media can find me under Nicole Johnson on Facebook. Um, they look up B and B by Nicole. And they'll find it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, as well, all the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email address, if they just want to send an email to uh, ask for a, a consultation, uh, is Nicole at prescription for, and that's the number four, profits.com. Okay. And if they just rather pick up the phone and call, mm-hmm. that number is 205. Seven seven four one seven seven three. Hi, beautiful. Hey, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so you can. Uh, that's two zero five seven seven four one seven seven three. They can leave a voicemail. They can send a text to that number um, by any of those uh, mediums to reach me. Okay. And I like to give my guests um, the last word or is there a mantra or any type of motto that, you know, you like to say and really iterate for the people. Um, You know, here's your opportunity to do that. 
Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to do this interview. I appreciate the fact that you mm -hmm. tried the new medium. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll send you some information on how you can use this platform in the future if that's what you decide. I absolutely sure. love it. Um, for those who are considering, uh, don't consider this as an opportunity. Look at where your current position is going to take you. And if that's going to take you to where you want to go, I wish you the best of luck. But if you need new education or great elevation, I need to hear from you so that we can make 2020 your new prescription for profit. Okay, cool. That's, that's what's up. Hey, Nicole, appreciate it. Um, yeah, Let me definitely. go ahead and stop your recording. Unless you <laughs> want me to keep recording. No, no, no. You <laughs>